from KQED. Three years ago, during the first week of November in 2016, it was an extremely stressful time for, I think, most people in this country. As the final question and the final debate to tell the American people why they should elect you to be the next president. The presidential candidates were making their final pitches to the American public. But in a conference room in the KQED offices in San Francisco, the Bay Curious team was largely focused on something else entirely. We were barreling toward the launch of this very podcast, trying to get all the last minute things just right. Was the logo ready? Was the website up? What's our theme music? And then on November 4th, I'm about to publish episode zero on Bay Curious. This is awesome. This is it. Um, After a few technical kinks. Oh no! Oh no, I'm just kidding. It broke! Nothing happened. Bay Curious was born. Guys, we just hit publish. Come here and celebrate. It's history! Given the news of the week, it ended up being a kind of odd time to launch a podcast like ours. But hey, we survived, and here we are three years later. Today, we're celebrating our anniversary by answering some questions you've sent in over the years about the show. Reporter Jessica Plotchek and I will revisit some of our favorite episodes, answer your questions about how we make the show, and share how things have changed since we started. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Founded in 1980, it's still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And still the pale ale that sparked a craft beer revolution. Sierra Nevada, still the one. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis from KQED Podcasts comes on our watch season two, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so today is the actual day, November 4th, is the day we're recording this. Um, And that is our launch day. Here we are. So happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Jessica Blachka and I are here to take, I guess, your questions that you've sent in over the years. Let's just dive into the first one. What do you say? Okay. All right. So this is actually a question that I get all the time. Probably the most common question people will ask, and that's, what's your favorite episode? That's a really tough one because we've done so many shows at this point. But um, the one I'm going to talk about today is all about Frisco, whether or not we can use that nickname because it gets a lot of hate and people are like, oh, that that shows that you're not from here if you use Frisco. Like that's something I heard when I first arrived. And I thought that this episode by Vinnie Tong did a really good job of showing how that question is kind of a little bit classist. Let's hear it. Pratt said when you want to talk about language and word choice, like nicknames, you're virtually always talking about money and power. Institutions that have power, people that have power, have an interest in maintaining that the way that they speak is the right way to speak, right? 
pretty much ever since we started using Frisco, people started hating it. And this goes back to Emperor Norton. And then you can also see it with Herb Cain, that famous cultural critic who even wrote an entire book called Don't Call It Frisco. Herb Cain, the arbiter of taste, eventually flip-flopped on Frisco a couple times in the 90s. We've built our anti-Frisco bias on some shaky ground. I love this one, too, I think for the same reason. Like, it really changed my thinking about that word and moved it from something that I, you know, was kind of conditioned never to say as soon as I got here. And now it's something that, you know, if it slips out, it slips out. So what's your favorite, Olivia? My favorite, well, I have two favorites, but the one that I want to talk about today is actually one that you reported. It was also an early episode. The question came from a seven-year-old, I believe. So the question was, what would it take to make Lake Merritt swimmable? So let's play the little piece of it that I was attracted to. So if we're going to make Lake Merritt swimmable, it has to work for wildlife, too. Enter Dr. Alex Horn, Professor Emeritus of Ecological Engineering at the University of California, Berkeley. I met Alex at Lake Merritt, and he showed up with a guitar and sang me the third option. I will build me a wetland constructed on land. I'll fill it with cattails, bulrush all around. I love that. I think we've had some amazing sources over the years, but as far as I know, that's the only guy who brought a guitar (laughs) to give us the answer. That was amazing. I remember recording that, and I had to make sure to stifle my squeals for how excited I was that he sang me an answer. Yeah, that was amazing. So this next question comes from Brian Feetham, who asked, who wrote our theme song? Ah, yes. Okay, so our theme song was done by Pat Masidi Miller. He's a sound designer and musician based in Oakland, and he works on two rather famous and beautiful podcasts, Snap Judgment and Ear Hustle. Both wonderful. I recommend them. Um, And you can really kind of hear, like, the sound and musical expertise in both of those podcasts. When we were first working with Pat, he gave us a couple different options. So I still have one of the original theme songs that we were considering, which I don't think you've heard. No, I don't think I've ever heard that. Here we go. feels kind of like you're in a jazz bar yeah. and it's raining outside yeah. and you're just a cool cat. Yeah, it would have really changed, I think, the whole feeling of the show if I that agree. was our song. Yeah, totally different vibe. I love our theme music now. You know, we use it pretty much in every episode. And as it approaches, it kind of goes, spoon. that first beat. There's just something in my gut that kind of says, yeah. <laughs> cool. Feels good. So thanks, Pat, for the theme music. All right, moving on. This is another question that I get a lot. How many questions do you have? A lot, you guys. We have a lot. So currently, I haven't checked in the last 30 minutes, but we have over 4,086 questions. Oh, so many. Which is a lot. And so we can't answer them all, but we really appreciate they're asking, so don't stop asking. And I will also say that a lot of times we'll answer a question months, even years after you've asked it. So if you ask something and you think it was a good question, don't give up hope. We might still reach out. 
I think it was like last week or the week before I, I reached out to someone who asked a question three years ago. Yeah, it happens. So don't give up. Next up, we have Naveen Kasamali asking, how do we decide what questions we answer in each episode? I think that there's really two main ways that we do it. First off, there's a voting round that's active all the time. You can go to baycurious.org and see it. And so every month we change that out. You can cast your vote. And the one that wins is the one that we go ahead and start reporting on. The second way is through sort of just an editor's choice process. We're constantly looking for questions that are unique, questions that are universally appealing, questions about diverse different topics, so that cover like science or politics or history. And of course, we're looking for something that can fill, you know, eight to 10 minutes of a podcast episode. I think a lot of the reasons we end up not doing a question that someone asks is because there's just like not enough there there to like really tell you about it for eight or 10 minutes. It's not interesting enough for that long. Oftentimes, will be like, this is a really good question that our audience will care about. So why don't we put it in our newsletter? And you guys should subscribe to it. It's at baycurious.org slash newsletter. Check it out. Yeah. So let's move on to our next question. My name is Erica and I live in Hayward. My question is, what question hasn't been asked yet that you are waiting for someone to ask? A reporter came to us recently asking to do a story on the Port Chicago disaster, which is in Contra Costa County, which was this explosion killing hundreds of sailors in 1944, most of them African-American. And that explosion really highlighted some inequity in the Navy. And some say that led to change and integration of the Navy. So I think that's really fascinating. Um, What about you, Olivia? I've been really interested recently in the Panama Canal. I've gone deep on some documentaries. Um, So I'm really fascinated in sort of how the Panama Canal impacted California, how the presence of California helped to bring about the Panama Canal, and just like all the different ways that this like very vital stretch of waterway has completely shaped shipping in the modern day. So yeah, I'd love to do more on the Panama Canal. So let's move on to one of our last questions. And this is actually one that I am asking, because I'm curious what you're going to say. Jessica, how do you think that the show has changed since we started three years ago? So in digging back in the archives, the most obvious one is that we used to use a lot more music. It seemed almost like we were afraid to just have plain talking. Mm. So that's a big change. I think for me, one of the big changes has been how I think about the show. So it used to kind of just be like, oh, we're here to answer people's questions. But now more and more as we're, you know, putting together events, building a newsletter, trying to interact more on social media. We're really trying to think about how we can help people to like better connect to this place that we are all living in and sharing and connect more to each other. So yeah, I think that's for me like kind of the biggest change. That's a really sweet one. I like that. That's all we've got time for today, but if you have other questions about the show, you can ask us anytime. I'm on Twitter, I'm at O Allen Price. And I'm on Twitter as Jessica ZYP, although I don't really check it. But you will but this I week. Will this week. <laughs> also, you can come celebrate with us. We're having an anniversary happy hour on November 14th from 6 to 8 p.m. It's at Babe's Monte Carlo in San Francisco. It's a new bar and it has this pretty cool feature. One of the walls is the original Yerba Buena seawall. So that'll be really cool to see. We'll be standing right next to history as we raise our glass in cheers. It is a free event and you can register at baycurious.org events. Come hang out. 
Lastly, let's roll some credits. There are a lot of people who have had their hands on the show over the years, and they don't always get announced at the end of our show, including Vinnie Tong, Ryan Levy, Susie Racho, Julie Kane, Erica Kelly, Paul Encore, Kelly O'Mara, Carly Severn, Katie McMurrin, Rob Spate, Pat Yellen, Maggie Galloway, Holly Kernan, Ethan Lindsay, Julia McAvoy, and oh, hey, it's us, Jessica Placek, and Olivia Allen Price. Well, that's all we got for today. Should we play some of that theme music? I don't know if you guys can hear, but I have no tonal sense. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Bye. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play March's trivia game? Every month, we'll read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a sweet prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, this Bay Area high school holds the longest winning streak in high school football. They won 151 games in a row between 1992 and 2004. What is the name of the school? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.